Tim Mills, welcome to the studio. Thanks for joining us for the yeah. Disciple Henson podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. Tim, uh, we're going to start a new segment that will last maybe just this episode, something that you saw in Portland recently, something I saw as I was walking over here. It's about um, 8.30 at night on Monday, and there was just some guy running down salmon barefoot. It's pretty crazy. That's what I saw. <laughs> Anything you've seen in Portland recently? You know, you know, actually, just, just recently, it was a few days ago, I was walking over to uh, to the coffee shop, just crossing the street. And I saw just some commotion, group of people wondering what was going on. Saw a guy with bagpipes, stopped and asked somebody, Hey, what's going on here? And one of the guys just said, it's the Unipiper. And then here comes a guy wearing a kilt, has a Darth Vader mask with a birthday hat on. He climbs on a unicycle and then rides away playing his bagpipes. It was amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> Just another day in Portland. Exactly. That's great. Tim, I think most people would know who you are, who are listening, but why don't you introduce yourself to us? Who are you? Yeah. So I'm Tim, um, married to Ashley. We are coming up on 17 years of marriage. We have two kids, Hadassah, who is 12. Jude is nine. And we are originally from Texas, but have been in Portland now for almost 10 years. Where in Texas? So kind of the Amarillo area. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and you, so did you land here before or after Michael? Cause Michael and Adrian and their family have been here about 10 years. Correct. So I guess we came maybe six months after they got here. Okay. So, okay. Um, and what brought you to Portland? Yeah. So it's kind of a, a longer story that I will reduce very quickly. Um, we had some, some mutual friends in, at CHBC that, that we worked with previously. Capitol Hill Baptist Church. Capitol Hill Baptist. Mm -hmm. And they told us that their associate pastor had just moved to Portland. At the same time, we were considering moving to Portland. Um, I, I was a student at Golden Gates. Golden Gate has an extension campus just north of, of Portland. And we kind of put all that together. We prayed through it, you know, for a while and then decided to make the move. So. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Me too. Tim, how did you come to Christ? Yeah, so I was raised in a Christian home. My, my dad uh, is now retired, but he was, he was a pastor. He pastored mostly small country churches in Texas. Um, and so I grew up hearing the gospel. And I think I was eight when I knew all the right things to say. But it wasn't until I was 13 that I realized that I was just saying them just to please my parents and, and you know, to please my friends. And, and so I actually realized that I wasn't a Christian and, you know, roughly the age of 13, 14 years old, I, you know, put my faith and trust in Christ and really made my faith my own. And, um, by God's grace, uh, I've been walking, you know, imperfectly, but, but with the Lord ever since. So praise God. Yeah. Tim, you've done a lot of, uh, a lot of, I mean, you went to seminary Golden Gate. That's one of the Southern Baptist, uh, seminaries here in the nation. That's right. <laughs> and that's right. now called Gateway. Is that right? Gateway. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I, I was there when it was Golden Gate. So I, it's still hard for me to change the, I understand change the habit. So, and you did the pastoral residency here at Henson. That's, that's right. Class and, of 20, I'd guess 2013, 2015, 2015. I was 20, two years off. Yeah, 2015. <laughs> okay. So about five years ago. Okay. Okay. It was the largest and best class. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> and, um, you you uh, do pulpit supply. You recently have preached at Hood River. 
Correct. You, um, you've been in front of the congregation a number of times on Sunday evenings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Sunday evening. Um, you know, I served as a deacon for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, host a small group, um, currently co-lead a small group. So, um, so yeah, a lot of opportunities within the church. So. Did you ever think you'd be running a coffee shop in Portland when you moved here? No, never. Okay. No. So that's what we kind of want to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, we want, I mean, it's always a fun opportunity to let people get to know your story a little bit more. We can continue to integrate that. But um, why a coffee shop? Yeah, there seems to be so many in Portland. Why one more? Um, you know, I think the conversation really started with the Annex building. So, so Henson bought what's what we refer to as the annex back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And it was built to be a church. It was an assemblies of God church mm-hmm. um, built in the fifties. And so it's set up like a church. So there's a, a large auditorium that could seat up, you know, seven, 800 people. And there's a full basement, um, you know, down below. And it, there's just so much space. There have been churches that have met there over the years besides the Assemblies of God Church, some who are now members of Hinson and they remember that's right. meeting in that building uh, as like young startup churches. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. there's there's actually been some some more recent uh, customers that have come through that remember the Assemblies of God Church. Oh, no kidding. Um, and so it, so for them, it was just a lot of fun to, to kind of re-see it and everything. So so we, so we have this building. It's, it's largely unused. Henson has renovated different sections of it for office space. That's where the Henson offices are. But for the most part, it's, it's, it's unused. And so part of the conversation was, how, how can we best use this resource that God's given us? So we were taking a look at the space. What can we do with it? We, we started to then consider all the relationships that Henson has within the neighborhood. So a number of like community groups or neighborhood groups were already coming to Henson, wanting to use our main building for either a meeting or a fundraiser or, or, or something like that. And so we already had these relationships. And so we, we kind of took that into consideration. And then at the same time, Henson was also doing, a, you know, we had our own largest meetings throughout the week other than just the, the gathering on, on Sunday. And so how can we continue to kind of grow in that, in, in those conferences or those large meetings? And then we looked at the most valuable resource that Henson has, which is the people. Um, what's the makeup of our congregation? How can our congregation, with the makeup that we have, best love and serve this neighborhood? And we noticed that there's a lot of artists. There's a lot of kind of hobbyists that like to make things and create things. Um, so, you know, woodworkers, graphic designers. Um, we have a lot of poets who love, you know, to do poetry. And so we kind of took all of those things into consideration and we kept coming back to a coffee shop. You know, we, we threw out a lot of ideas like maybe an art gallery or uh, a music venue or something, but we always kept coming back to a coffee shop as at least the first phase because it seemed to be very versatile so that, so that we could do, do a lot of things and accommodate a lot of talent and, and, and the neighborhood and it still be, you know, usable, uh, a way to serve the neighborhood. And so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how we ended up with a coffee shop. And then just, you know, th- there was a growing culture of discipleship at, at Henson. So people regularly meeting up one-on-one. 
uh, to encourage each other in the faith, read a book together, read through scripture together. Um, that, that was just growing at, at Henson. And so we wanted a space to help accommodate some of those kinds of discipleship relationships. And we wanted a space to accommodate the neighborhood, which largely worked from home. And this was even pre-COVID. So that's kind of how we developed this like workspace space. So, so now we have the Eastside coffee bar and workspace. And within that, we can use it in multiple, multiple different ways. So Eastside coffee bar and workspace established in 2019. Correct. So when, when did, was it launched? So we opened in yeah August of 2019 was our soft launch. So just celebrated one year anniversary. Just one year anniversary. And I think we technically passed the 12 month mark just recently. Okay. We closed down for a couple sure. months. So. Sure. And if anybody's listening to this and they say like a code word, maybe they could get like 10% off their drink. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you say Henson podcast, Henson podcast, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks. I just sprang that on you. I kind of get a surprise. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what makes, uh, so that's, that's, it's great to hear that story. What, why the name by the way, East side. So it's where we're located. We're on the East side of Portland. Oh yeah. Um, and it's a tip of the hat to the original name of Henson Baptist church, which was East side Baptist church. You so, can still see that on the corner of 20th and Salmon on the outside, the exterior. There's a there's a stone that says East Side yeah, Baptist Church. That's right. 1910. I noticed that someone crossed it out recently. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah we had a little graffiti there. Yeah. Um. So talk about some of the things. Um. I mean, the the story, the background is certainly unique. But what are some of the things that makes East Side Coffee Barn Workspace unique? Um. As far as philosophy. I mean, like you, like we, we all know there's, I mean, you live here in the neighborhood. There's mm-hmm. a lot of coffee shops. Yep. Um, so talk, talk about what makes Eastside unique. Yeah. So first I would just say it's the space, the space itself. We, we actually have a very large space. Um, forget the square footage, seven, 800 square, square feet, just, just kind of in the, in the foyer of, of the annex building. And, and so we're actually able to accommodate Quite, quite a bit of people. And most of the coffee shops in Portland are relatively small and, and very simple. They have great coffee, but it, they're not set up for you to come and sit and stay long. Um, Sorry, Tim. What's your favorite coffee drink? Ooh, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just a fan of black coffee. Okay. Just a good cup of black coffee, pour over, or French press. So is that what you make yourself most days? What particular bean? Ooh. Um, it's kind of whatever we have. So Kova is one of the roasters that we use and they have, oh, I forgot the name of it. It's, it's a honey roast. Okay. So you'll have to come in and ask me about what a honey roast is. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's great. Thank you for that little interruption. I just got, I got curious. (laughs) So, um, so you, you were talking about some of the things that makes Eastside unique. Yeah. So, so the space, we have huge space and it's, I think it's the most beautiful coffee shop. It is beautiful <laughs> in, in Portland. If so, I say so, myself. so we've got uh, this, you know, the exposed wood ceiling, which is the the balcony um, for the auditorium, and it's, it just has this this incredible feature to it. We've got large tables so people can like spread out books, and we have a large conference tables so that people have meetings. Um, one of one of the things that we really wanted to do is try to figure out how to create 
a good environment for barista and customer interaction. So usually like when someone orders and then they go sit down, that's, that's the end of the interaction, right? So for us as, as baristas or volunteers, we, we want to create an environment where we can actually develop, you know, conversation and, and, and what that would look like. Well, well what we came up with is, is a, a big, huge wraparound bar with bar seating. And so, um, so customers could actually come in, sit down at the bar, and that actually creates a new environment for us to be able to, to talk and, and, and get to know them as opposed to them going to sit down at a table and then it gets kind of, kind of weird and awkward. Um, so that was, that was one of the features that, that we really wanted. Um, and it's, and it's worked out great. That, that, yeah, I love that about the, the, the space. What about, um, you mentioned volunteers. Yeah. So most coffee shops don't in Portland don't have volunteers. That's right. What, so what's up with that? Yeah. So we have, so we're largely volunteer based. So we are, we are a nonprofit. So we're under Henson's 501c3. And, and as volunteers, they're, he, they're here because they believe in the vision and they love the neighborhood. And that, that creates a very kind of distinct relational connection as, as opposed to just, you know, a barista that's paid to be there, merely paid to be there. Um, they, I mean, for the most part, they, they love working there. <laughs> And they love getting to interact with, with people who are very different from themselves, mm. um, which can bring its own challenges. But that is something that's very unique. And, um, and it's worked out pretty good so far. It's, yeah, it's been great. You've, you've gotten great volunteers. I have, yeah. And I want to give a particular shout out to some of the high schoolers who have been volunteering. They've been doing a great job. I have been, I've been so impressed with all of the high school volunteers. Um, to be honest, I was very hesitant maybe a year ago to consider having high school volunteers. There's availability, mm-hmm. there's, there's some, you know, potential immaturity. Um, but reopening back in June, um, I had a number of vol- uh, high school volunteers that really wanted to, to jump in. They, you know, they weren't doing much, they couldn't do much, and I've just been really blown away by them. So I'm really thankful for them. Could you use more volunteers? Maybe someone's listening to this and they're like, hey, I could see myself. I want to get to maybe know some non-Christians, people different than me. I'd love to serve in some way. Yeah, I'm always looking for volunteers. Okay. Um, I think I think every volunteer that I currently have, maybe for the exception of one, did not have any experience as a barista, um, maybe some restaurant experience or customer service experience. Yeah. But for the most part, um, everyone has started from fresh, you know, like from scratch. And so, um, so if you're thinking, oh, I don't have experience as a barista or uh, that's, that's too overwhelming, I, it's not, we, you know, we start out really, really basic, really simple, and then we go from there. So, okay. yeah. Okay, that's great. And if people have questions about the coffee shop, even, you know, maybe they're not familiar how a nonprofit works and they're a part of Henson, they're like, oh, what is this 501c3? What is an integrated auxiliary? Right. They could just talk to you about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're in charge of that or how does, how does like the authority work? Cause you're, you're the manager. Yep. You're, you're the only one paid. Correct. Um, but is there someone overseeing you, you, or how does that work? Yeah. So there's, um, so there's an east side board. Okay. So board of directors. Yeah. And, and we meet semi-annually. Okay. So twice a year. Yep. Um, I will often update them. P- 
periodically if if something kind of unusual happens or or if I need wisdom in making a decision. Um, and yeah, so that's great. That's yeah, how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, if you're planning on coming to the coffee shop again, it's just it's closed Sunday and Monday. Correct. But other than that, you, you you're open. You've expanded the hours. It's like seven a.m. to to five. PM? 5 p.m. Tuesday through Friday. Tuesday through Friday, and then 8 to 4 on Saturday. Correct. That's great. And there's great outdoor seating. I love those picnic tables off to the side. Yeah, that's that's been a great addition. Yeah. But what should I be thinking, or what should one be thinking when you come into the coffee shop other than I need some caffeine? Mm-hmm. How would you encourage, particularly, I'm thinking, the members of Hinson Baptist Church? Yeah, for sure. So, for one, I would say come in prayerfully. Mm. Um, I... You know, we've we've had a number of volunteers um, kind of blanket the neighborhood with uh, with brochures, and they've they've been prayer walking as as they've done that. And I, you know, by the grace of God, I think we've seen the result of of, of their prayers. I want to hear about um, that in a minute. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so consider coming in and and seeing people that you don't know and pray for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't even have to go up to them to, to pray for them. You can just pray for them. You know, just just as you see them. Um, and just just be mindful that uh, some of these people, maybe it's their first time to the coffee shop. Uh, I've I'm always just really surprised by how many new faces I see every day. Mm-hmm. I, there's a handful of regular people who come in, but still every day people tell me it's my first time here, mm-hmm. and um, so it's someone that we don't know. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know their background. We don't know their history. We don't. Um, so so just be mindful of that. But you don't have yeah. to give all that information just to get a cup of coffee at the same time. No. So, okay. I, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah. No, no, no. But, yeah. but what's, what, what's so great about, a, about this being a coffee shop is the, the barista-customer relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and this, is, this is something I learned um, when I was at Starbucks. I was at Starbucks for like seven years. Okay. And um, regular customers at, at a coffee shop love interacting with their barista. Oh, yeah. And um, they... They, they share stories, they, they swap life stories. So um, I've, I've developed good relationships, close relationships with just customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the ability to, to connect with someone quickly is, um, it's fun, it's, it's kind of tricky sometimes. Sure. But, um, but that is kind of the goal, right? Mm-hmm. So um, connecting with someone, even if it's just for two minutes, three minutes, and then they go about their day, mm-hmm. But what we see over time is, as they come back is, is they begin to open up more. They begin to share more about who they are. And, that, and then we begin to share more about who we are. And, it, and that's kind of the, how you know, a relationship forms, right? So. Right, right. Tim, what have, uh, what have been some of the challenges um, over the last year? I know a big challenge was just getting this thing going. It took oh, longer yeah. than we had anticipated. We ran into a number of roadblocks along the way and getting this thing launched. I can't remember when Michael first talked to the congregation about this idea. It's been several years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 What have been some of the other challenges that have come along the way? And then how have you seen God at work in the midst of those? Yeah. You know, living, living where we're at in, in Portland, there's, there's already some suspicion of the church and people who go to church mm-hmm. and, you know, we're, we're not the only, you know, church-based coffee shop or church-owned coffee shop in in Portland. And 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 so that heightens the suspicion some. And so 
you know, sometimes people come in and, and they'll ask, is this a church or what's your relationship to the church? Um, usually it's, it's nothing negative, usually. Um, but there, there is that, that initial like suspicion. Um, but the way that I've seen, you know, God kind of work through that is that actually enables me to have a conversation with them about our relationship with Henson, mm-hmm. um, what it is, what it is not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so typically what I say is, yeah, we're associated with Henson, mm-hmm. um, but we operate as a distinct business. Mm-hmm. And our main purpose is just to make a space available for the neighborhood. Mm, that's good. And people just seem to be very appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. And people make comments about um, you know, how, how great our pricing is and how affordable it is. I've had a number of people ask about renting the space out. And um, usually we, we've, you know, we've been able to accommodate that. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's been really wonderful to see through some of that suspicion, um, you know, some, some genuine connections and relationships begin to build. So, yeah. How encouraging. And speaking of encouraging, I asked you about challenges, but you had mentioned that, uh, you know, people have been praying for this, this yeah. coffee shop and really a ministry, yep. um, that is the coffee shop for some time. What have been, what are some other encouraging stories, oh, yeah. answers to prayer that, that you have seen? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there, there are so many, um, really the first one that comes to mind is maybe the month that we opened. Um, lady came in, we began to talk. She, she knew a couple of members at, at, at Henson and was just very open and upfront and, and told me that she was having a crisis of faith. Mm. And that led to, um, a conversation that led to another conversation, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I was able to share a little bit of my testimony, um, share the gospel with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that kind of just kind of kept going for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. And I think since then she's, she's moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like right when we opened, you know, someone came in, was just very open and honest about, you know, struggles that they were having in their faith. Yeah. Um, another story, uh, there's a guy who lives here locally and he's, he's a believer, but he goes to a different church. So he's, he's a non Henson believer. They do exist. And, uh, right. And he was like, he just, he lives nearby and it's just like on his commute. On, on his way out to do like, like to go to work and he would come in some days he would be very encouraged just, you know, I'm, I'm reading scripture and it's great. I'm really growing, growing in the Lord. And then other days he would come in and just very discouraged hmm. either things with work or, or, or things in his personal life. But he was very open about that. And, um, just, just over the weeks and over the months, um, it, it was, it was just remarkable to see how we were just able to encourage each other in the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, more recently there have been just a number of kind of new, new faces, new regular faces. There was a, there was a guy recently who, I don't know, it was probably last week that he began to ask me questions about where I'm from. If I'm from Portland, mm-hmm. cause it doesn't take long for you to figure out that no one's really from Portland. Like you start to talk with people and it's like, so are you from Portland? No, I'm from somewhere else. Tammy yes. Rubishki's from Portland. Okay. So there are people from Portland. I know them. Yes. Thank you, Tammy, for being from Portland. Um, but it's, it's just this kind of remarkable thing 
that people are still moving in to Portland from, you know, just all over the place. And that was this guy's case. He had just moved here from like Minnesota. And he told me, yeah, yeah, exactly. I knew you would like that. Um, And he told me that I was like one of the first people that he met in Portland Hmm. because he's working remotely. He still works for the same company he worked with in Minnesota, but he's just now able to work remotely. And so the first thing he did when he moved here was he had a, he had to start back to work and he found Eastside Coffee Bar and Workspace and then met me and my staff. Um, and he's been coming in pretty regularly, but it was just kind of cool. Like I was one of the first people that he met in Portland after, after getting here. And, and I hear that all the time. Oh, I just moved in around the corner, uh, just moved back to the area. Um, that, that, that happens regularly. Um, that's you know, really encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a new brother who, uh, um, he's getting to know some of the guys at Henson came in for an appointment one day and the other guy wasn't able to make it. So I was able to kind of pull off the floor, sit down with them, hang out a little bit and, um, began to get to know him. I got to share my testimony with him, share the gospel with him. Um, and, and we were just both very encouraged with, with one another. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, one of the volunteers, um, was able to share his testimony and, and, and the gospel with, with a customer who's coming in pretty regularly. He was actually a mailman who's been, you know, reassigned to another route. Mm. Um, and yeah, so there's just been like these little pockets of, it of sounds like you could go on opportunities. and on and I very, on. I very yeah. well could. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but that, yeah, that would be encouraging. If this was a longer <laughs> podcast. I know, right? <laughs> That's right. And I'm going to try one of these new buttons. Hey, hey. Right. I had no idea what that button was going to do. That's kind of cool. We got a new, uh, a new little board here. Nice, I like new it. New technology. I like it. And thank Andre Vladut and Neil Woolard. Um, I just want to ask you a few more questions yeah. before we call it good for today. Um, have you seen some of the recent turmoil in the city? Uh, I mean, most recently it's been the smoke, COVID, yeah. the protests slash riots um, affect the coffee shop and the neighborhood. Um, just any any quick things there? Yeah, um, not a lot from the protests. Okay. We, there have been a couple of customers that, um, have expressed, you know, sympathy for the protests or support of the protests. Mm-hmm. Um, that hasn't really gone very far though. Okay. You know? Um, as far as you guys haven't had windows broken, no windows broken. Um, no, no real damage, um, to the, thank God for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now as, so as far as COVID, I mean, just like like every other coffee shop mm-hmm. or most coffee shops in Portland and every other business, you know, we shut down in mid March mm-hmm. and we were closed for about two months. Okay. And then when we reopened in June, we were only doing to go orders until we could hit phase one. Mm-hmm. When we hit phase one, we were one of the very few coffee shops in the area that were able to accommodate dine in. Oh yeah. Because we have the, the space. space. Yeah. We have, we, all of our tables are six feet apart. Yeah. And, um, that has been, a, a huge benefit for us. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been getting, you know, half a dozen calls a day, people just wondering if, if we can really do dine in, mm-hmm. can, can we really come in and sit down? And, and now it's, yes, you can. And we also have seating outside. So if, you know, just whatever your comfort level is. And, and then the same thing with the smoke. I mean, you know, the wildfires and everything, uh, we, we were able to stay open. Okay. Uh, we just had a lot of air circulating throughout the room. Um, and uh, we set up some fans mm-hmm. and, you know, the first day it was kind of rough. Um, but then we closed the windows, closed the doors 
and it and then after that we just had consistent errors kind of circulating okay and so so thankfully we we were able to stay open and again people were just very appreciative that that we were willing and able to do that because they still needed to get work done and um so that's good to hear tim yeah yep. um final question for you yep well i, I maybe have two okay <laughs> so uh, short short answers here um long term what i mean we serve a god who does immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine um we want to be submitting our plans to him ultimately yep um but what do you what do you pray uh how you know the the church took a risk doing sure. this coffee shop yep i don't know if i've ever told you but i was a i was a naysayer at oh, the really? beginning yeah yeah i've been really pleased to be proven oh, wrong great. proven great. wrong praise god i just uh Anyways, yeah. So, but we've already seen the Lord do some some great things. Yeah. Um, what what are what's your prayer for the coffee shop? Yeah. Um, I don't want it to be a drain on the church financially. Okay. Um, so being sustainable is you know a financial goal mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And by God's grace, we we are we are making leaps and bounds in that area. Mm. Um. So I hope to continue just to do that, mm-hmm. um, and then even even bring on more staff, volunteers, um, kind of expand sort of the volunteer aspect, maybe more of an intern, you know, so, so someone who's interested in business or running nonprofits or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they come and do uh, two or three months, kind of kind of program. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one I, one idea that I would love to kind of kind of expand on. Um, and then just increasing the usability of the space. Um, so I think it was in February, we did our very first Eastside Evenings. It was a kind of an intimate concert that features three musicians from, from Henson or four musicians from, from Henson. And I really want to continue doing stuff like that. That's great. So we've got like a storytelling event, maybe some poetry, um, yeah, so there's there's a number of ways, and, and and those kinds of events would be designed to include the neighborhood, not not necessarily um, like these wouldn't be like Christian music or Christian Christian stories. They would just be like everyday just everyday experiences, mm-hmm. um, and a way to, to kind of bring in the neighborhood so that Christians doing them can then uh, connect with people in the neighborhood. Yeah, so, yeah, um, and then yeah. Lord, Lord willing, we'll we'll be able to uh, continue to to think and, and pray about how to best use the auditorium space. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. Because um, actually, the other parts of the building are being used now. Right. Um, I guess the basement is still a work in progress, but the auditorium, right. that kind of middle section. Yep. We'd love to see uh, the Lord open a door. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And 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 I think right now, like the auditorium and the basement kind of go hand in hand. True. Yeah. So. Um, and there's there's so many possibilities that, that we could do with that, you yep. know what I mean? And yep. so um, we just pray that it would, whatever we do, would just be a way to to love and encourage uh, the neighborhood, but then love it, love and encourage and support the church as well. Amen. So. Great. Tim, you've been great. Yeah. It's thanks. been great talking about the coffee shop. I'm going to try one of these other buttons. Ooh. Oh. How about that one? <laughs> that was the pink button. It's a great outro. Yeah. <laughs> Again, thanks, Tim, for coming on. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. We'll continue to pray for the ministry of the coffee shop. Pray Please. that uh, people would come to Christ even yeah. as they Amen. come into contact with uh, believers. Amen. All right.
Tim, who are you? Yeah, so I'm the Unipiper. 